1: Taken away by Wiggs. Oh, it's glorious! And it's Strikes yeah. it! Stamford shot. Oh, brilliant! The Pogba! Oh, what a finish! Came out to him. Pick Picked that one out! What a goal by Harry Kane! Saka, 2-0. Jesse Lingard! Oh, something finished! The champions of 2021 are Manchester City. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Next proudly brings to you the best prediction podcast in the world, A Tad Predictable, with your host, Tariwa Chanakira, and his guest, it's me, Jody McInnes.
0: It's game week four, and you know what that means. It's another brand new episode of A Tad Predictable. Super excited for this episode because... The champ is here, guys. The, the 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 official first inaugural A Tad Predictable Bank It or Burn It champion has decided to grace us with her presence. Um, Jodie McInnes, welcome back to A Tad Predictable.
1: Champion, champion, <laughs> ole, ole, ole. <laughs> oh, mate, thank you. I am so happy right now. <laughs> thanks for
0: having me back awesome stuff oh we definitely had to have you back i mean you kind of held us over a barrel when it came to contract negotiations you were threatening Mm -hmm. to run away with the title um but no we're we're glad to have you back defending your championship first and foremost how how are you feeling about having to defend your championship obviously it's late later on in the season but any thoughts on that or just enjoying the victory still
1: um no I mean I'm still enjoying the victory definitely um I yeah I think I can I can try and hold it down this season um I know Guy Drinkle was definitely um giving it giving it big wanting to (laughs) defend the title this season so I do have some competition there I think but um no for now I'm just lapping it up um obviously we probably might get into it but Spurs are top of the league as well if you didn't know so I've got a couple of um couple of things to celebrate right now so i'm feeling pretty pretty happy right now
0: (laughs) yeah and and you've mentioned it i mean not only are you winning things um spurs currently are winning the premier league i mean stop the count if you're a spurs fan you're hoping the season stops right now (laughs) get that trophy in but let's start off with spurs and and kind of get into these fixtures i mean or you know, I, I I was tempted to play that all we do is win 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 no matter what song <laughs> um as your entrance. But obviously we've got that brand new uh Tad Predictable song cheap plug, like, huge thank you mm-hmm. to Obi Semenya for that one. I think you can find him at John Empire SA on Twitter. But you know, all, all you are doing is winning at the moment. You've won your champ- your a Tad Predictable championship. Spurs have won all of their games currently top of the Premier League table. They mm-hmm. bounce into this week, probably a t- the, the one team that didn't want the international break because you guys were, were on a roll here. You come up on the other end of that international break in a, in a London derby against Crystal Palace, who I thought they had a really decent um, transfer window looking mm-hmm. at some of the players that were brought in. And obviously, it will take them time to to gel and, and and get get that chemistry going but how are you feeling you know after the international break you've had two two weeks to reflect on the perfect start so to speak i mean i mean it is um how are you feeling about heading to salas park and playing crystal palace
1: um i mean i know we're top of the league and all that but i don't think you can ever be too confident being a Spurs fan. Um, <laughs> I think we've done really well not to concede the first three games. Um, and I think that's really down to the shake-up that Nuno's, Nuno sorry, has made on the team. Um, I think he's made such a vast improvement in the spirit of the team as well. Um, I think there's more of a togetherness, which I can see, um, which is really great to see with our squad. And I think, yeah, going to Selhurst Park this weekend is definitely not going to be um, an easy one, I don't think, for us, even though a lot of Spurs fans are probably riding on that kind of win um, at the moment. Um, I think defensively we've improved dramatically. Um, both Dyer and Sanchez are having such a, you know, amazing um, performance at the moment in that back line. Um, Hoiberg and Skip are, you know, a workhorse in the middle for us. Um, The thing is for us, I think we just need to turn those 1-0s into maybe 3-0s and then, you know, maybe we can see some some good stuff come out of the squad. Um, I think hopefully now that Kane's staying, we can potentially um, make that happen for us um but yeah I think we do have quite a few injuries heading into this weekend as well I think Son's potentially out I think Skip may be out Bergwine potentially is out um I'm hoping that none of it's too serious and you know I'm hoping potentially Sonny you know for him he it's nothing too serious for him and he might be back for us this weekend um but, yeah, I don't think we have a great record against um, Palace at Selhurst Park. So, yeah, I, like I said, I'm a bit worried about the amount of players that are potentially out for this one. Um, and I think players that have been performing really well for us in the last, you know, few matches um, and in preseason as well. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens for us. Um, I think I'm going to say 1-2 to us. Um, I'm like I said, I'm a bit worried about the potential lack of players we might have um, and also the defense. I think Sanchez is also out due to COVID um, restrictions as well. So it'll be interesting to see if Emerson Real maybe gets a start in this match or maybe comes off the bench at some point. Um, but yeah, I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. Uh, but I do think Kane will hopefully step up and um, maybe Gil Hill might step up as well if he gets a play. So yeah, 2-1 to us. I think.
0: Okay. That's that's a 2-1 to the away team. And and it continues then your perfect record so far this season. Now, I mean, from Crystal Palace's side of things, they're going to be chasing their first win of the Premier League season. They showed, you know, signs of improvement from my opinion um, against West Ham. Uh, They had to come back from behind and and show some good spirit there. And, as I said, I, I enjoyed their window. I thought it was a smart window. I thought they've they've gotten they they obviously had to get rid of a lot of players that were end of their contracts. Could have been easy for them just to renew those contracts, but they've gone out. They've replenished both experienced and young players coming in. It's a it's a matter of time in terms of waiting for them to blend. But when we first spoke about them on, in game week one, I mentioned that. You know, Vieira needed to set the team up early on in these tough fixtures where they might not necessarily get the results, but as long as they're starting to get their identity and playing well, it Mm. will help them out once these fixtures get a little bit kinder for them. I mean, mean, if you're looking at, you know, from the start of the season, they're playing Chelsea first up, and then they have Brentford who are coming in, bouncing off of that Arsenal win (laughs) then last week they had that 2-2 against west ham and then you go against spurs who are the current you know league leaders at the moment so it's been a difficult start for them and next week doesn't get any easier with you know going away to anfield so as long as the performances are, are looking good and and i think they are starting to show some solid performances hopefully that that will be enough to then propel them once these fixtures get a bit kinder then they can start getting results on the board in terms of three points specifically um salas park is a difficult place and you've mentioned how tottenham have you know don't have the most favorable record there and, and i don't think many clubs do because it's such an intimidating ground to go to from my perspective um i do like your 2-1 Spurschild. I i actually I'm 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 <laughs> going to go and look. I've I've been saying Spurs are definitely conceding every single week. It seems like now, yeah. but looking at the chances that have gone against Spurs so far this season, there've been decent chances. I mean, you're yeah. looking, for example, at the likes of Traore, who just haven't finished them, mm. or the amount of chances that Man City created. They just didn't finish them. So I'm yeah. going to be giving Crystal Palace a goal in this one. Um it will be interesting if edward is is you know thrown into the the team straight away and and whether he can produce that goal but i do like your two one uh, spur shots i'm going to match you on that one and and we kind of start the podcast here quite harmoniously (laughs) with a one two tottenham away win there and and speaking of harmonious um i don't know if this club is currently harmonious at the moment, and you're probably gleefully, you know, smiling at the at the run sheet that we, we 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 have here because the club that follows this one, we go from top of the league to bottom of the league, and and I'm, I do apologize, Arsenal fans, but that is the reality of the situation. And and having a Spurs fan on this podcast wasn't planned. Mm-hmm. Um, we were crescendoing towards our our defending champion. We we've had some of the challenges. <laughs> on in earlier episodes, and this was scheduled to have the champion on here, and and somehow <laughs> this is the episode you probably it, does it get any better for you as a Spurs fan? You guys top Arsenal bottom.
1: Oh, it's always fun as a Spurs fan to see your rival at the bottom when you're at the top. I think <laughs> it's yeah. I mean it's it's great, really. um Yeah, but <laughs> I don't think there's much more I can say about it. Yeah, I'm just. You, that you, is, you, I think it's-
0: you could have really laid in there and you've been quite diplomatic (laughs) with your answer so um but you know arsenal entertain norwich uh, a side who have also lost three matches so far this season how do you see this match going between two sides that desperately need a win
1: (laughs) Oh, mate (laughs) (laughs) looking at the results of both teams i have no idea what's going to happen in this one i really don't um if Arsenal don't get a win here, I think they should just give up altogether, really. I feel, yeah, I mean, we all knew they were probably going to win, um, or oh, sorry, lose the game against City, but to lose the way that they did was just, I think, you know, it was, yeah, I, even I felt bad for them. Like, <laughs> that was not a fun watch to, match to watch. Um, Yeah, I mean, to be fair to them, I think they've had a pretty hard slog. Um, But I think they should have won that Brentford match. I really do. Um. I think Norwich have also had some tough teams. Um, They've faced Liverpool, City and then Leicester straight up. So, I mean, I don't think it's fair for them to be expecting anything else. Um, I'm interested to see how Norwich perform this season, actually. They did really well to get back up into the league. So, yeah, I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens with them. Um, But I know they don't have a very good record playing away against Arsenal. Um, I think... All Arsenal can maybe hope for is that maybe the international break was, you know, a good opportunity for them to get themselves together, to kind of get any form of, you know, togetherness for the team um, there. So do you know what? I don't know. I don't know if many Spurs supporters are going to be happy with me with this. But I think because it's a home game and because of the, you know, the international break and everything, it might go their way. So I'm actually going to be kind and I'm going to say 1-0 to Arsenal. 1-0
0: Arsenal win and Arsenal then get off the board and that would secure them coming off the bottom of the table so you won't be able to use that. Yeah, that trope again well Arsenal <laughs> fans will be hoping you won't be able to use that trope again for a good long while <laughs> and and you 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 know you've mentioned the fact that the, the international break must have probably favored them you know we spoke earlier about how Spurs didn't want the international break with the momentum they had Arsenal definitely I think needed it I, I agree with you they needed it just to regroup I think this is and, and you know it it's interesting because Norwich have now become the official unofficial um, <laughs> club that this podcast is rooting for this season <laughs> and we we got actually quite a few um quite a few messages um a few people slipped into our DMs saying norwich really you really <laughs> think they can stay up uh, uh, yeah we got quite a few messages and you know what it's kind of like a last act of defiance now for me. I'm going to dig my heels in even more. Now, I mean, that just makes me want to root for them even more because so many people were messaging saying, me, dude, you're crazy etc but yeah so i'm i'm uh, that's been rubber stamped um i haven't approved it with the suits upstairs but to how with that i'm making an executive decision with the little power that i do have they are the official unofficial the new
1: darlings the
0: new darlings of of the podcast and i mean the signing of oz and Quebec. I mean, mm-hmm. what a steal! And we needed a centre back, and I say we because I mean, yeah. I represent the podcast here. Yeah, Norwich needed a centre back, and and he brings in some decent quality there. So I, I think we're, we're we're on the rise here. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not going to start this week, and and oh. it's, we're just gonna have to bide our time a little bit. We've got <laughs> Watford next week. I think I think that's the game we got to be targeting. But in this Arsenal game, I do think Arsenal course correct somewhat. I think they're going to go quite aggressive in this game, considering how desperately they need to get the win and get their their campaign up and running. And they're at home. I think that, you know, it's going to be expectant fans. I think yeah. a lot of their players that haven't been there are going to be back. I'm looking at the likes of maybe Thomas Partey finally being able to to feature in a game like this. Um, obviously, Aubameyang, et cetera, haven't really been allowed to feature Um, Ben White should be back so a a few a few of their players should be back and and hopefully that helps them out I'm gonna go with the 2-0 Arsenal win here and it breaks my heart because this is not a great start (laughs) for Norwich this is not what we needed but as you mentioned I mean the fixture list has not been kind to us at all but (laughs) we'll we'll see We'll, we'll see how we get on but you know, speaking of kind fixture lists or not kind fixture lists, I mean, the next match that comes up, it's Brentford versus Brighton. And Brighton have been an interesting team for me so far this season because they mm. kicked off their campaign against Burnley, a tough game away to Burnley. They get a 2-1 win in that one. Then they have a home game against Watford, 2-0 win there. So they've got two wins on the bounce. They're looking hot. Then they come up against Everton, who seem to be... And we'll get to them a little bit later on. But Rafa always tactically sets up his team well. So it was going to be a difficult game. They get a loss there. But two wins um, to kick off the campaign. And considering that in those two wins, they got two goals for a team that was struggling for goals. I'm I'm really excited for them so far this season. And then, obviously, they're, they're traveling to play Brentford, a side who, you know, Arsenal fans... It seems like you've been (laughs) bookended here horribly because (laughs) we had Spurs before you. Now we've got Brentford after you guys. And, and, you know, that's a memory that Arsenal fans are hoping to forget as soon as possible. But they lost to Brentford um, in that opening game. Brentford then went on to get two draws. You know, I mean, I'm looking at the latest draw, that 1-1 with Aston Villa. and on On paper, they're thinking that's a solid result. So they come into this game probably full of confidence as well. How are you... How how are you seeing this match going?
1: Um, yeah, I think this could be an interesting one as well. Um, I'm really impressed with what I've seen of Brentford so far. Um, I've actually got three Brentford players in my fantasy draft team um, and I have Tony in my main team. So I've got quite a lot of Brentford guys um, kicking about in the whole fantasy space. So hopefully they do well for me. <laughs> um Yeah, they've done really well not to have lost the game so far. Um, They looked amazing, you know, as you said, in the Arsenal game. I I was quite scared of them, actually. I was, you know, thinking, who is this team and what are they, (laughs) you know, what's going on here? Um, Yeah, I think they could do pretty well for one of the newly promoted teams this season, definitely. Um, I think Brighton, you know, as you said as well, have also looked pretty solid so far, apart from, you know, that match against Everton, as you said, um but I do really enjoy watching Brighton play um so I'm going to be really interested to see what happens in this one um I do think the Brentford fans will get behind their team though this weekend like they did in the Arsenal match that was such a really great crowd that they had in that game so what I'm going to say I'm going to call a Brentford win I'm going to say 2-1 to Brentford for this one
0: 2-1 to Brentford and it's definitely a game I'm going to be looking out for I I think it's both sides just look really exciting this season. <laughs> yeah. Brentford obviously – and, you know, both sides are, are, are sides that come into it with a heavy analytical influence. So it will mm-hmm. be interesting to see how that pans out, you know, on the pitch and then obviously what the result is. I've gone with the 2-2 draw. Okay. So, yeah, okay. I, I thought – I I just think that Brent, um, Brentford – I think that the Brentford physicality might be interesting against that Brighton defense, not just physicality in terms of strength, because I think, you know, the likes of Dunk can handle that, but pace. Yeah. I'm worried about that Brighton defensive line when it comes to pace. And I, I think Brentford could get behind them quite a bit and, and cause them problems there. But then also defensively, I'm not so confident in Brentford. I know they've they've done well in terms of goals conceded so far, just looking over their games, they've only conceded one goal um, mm-hmm. in their last in in the three games they've been in the Premier League. But I I uh, <laughs> I'm worried about the movement of the Brighton players. I'm worried about how tactically astute Graham Potter seems to be in in terms of setting up his teams. It's just they hadn't been putting it in the back of the net last season, mm. and and Wolves fans this season yeah. certainly know something about that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to go with a two-two for that one. Um, okay and and we'll move on to a game that I'll be interested to see if you've, you've got a draw in this one or, or whether you've got outright winner, but the game that follows this one is Leicester city versus Manchester city. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's going to be an absolutely entertaining game. It's at King power stadium, obviously man city kind of are on the, they their, their started the season on their heels. You guys took them out in that mm-hmm. game, getting <laughs> the win. Um, So the good times just keep rolling for you in this podcast because you keep getting (laughs) featured in it in terms of Spurs. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of Spurs. And then I'm looking at a Leicester side who everyone kind of thought if there's a team to break into that top four, I mean, last season they fell short, the season before they fell short, you look at the signings that they've made. A lot of people were thinking, surely this is the season, but they've had a shaky start, I mean, a win, a loss, a win, neither of those wins have been all so impressive for me personally. So I've been a bit worried about them so far this season. Are are you as concerned about them? And how are you feeling about this game coming up against a Man City side who, unfortunately for them, weren't able to get that striker over the line? Um, (laughs) 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 He that shall not be mentioned. Or I don't know if he can be mentioned now that he stayed at Spurs. uh, It will be interesting to see. (laughs) Your thoughts on that one, but that, that we'll save that for another podcast. What are your thoughts on Leicester versus Man City?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, as you say, Man City are coming off the back of two 5-0 wins. Um, So I think for them, their confidence must be higher than ever, if that's even possible for Man City. Um, I think, as you said, Leicester have been, um, I think they've been lucky with the wins that they've had so far, but I don't think they've been performing as well as, you know, people would have expected them to have been um, this season. I think personally, they could have definitely been playing a lot better Um, I think that 4-1 defeat against West Ham wasn't great, really. Um, They did win the Community Shield, but I think that will just give Man City more revenge to kind of want to win this one against them, I think. Um, I think Man City might have a couple of injuries following the international break, but that's not really going to phase them too much, I don't think, based on the size of their squad. Um, I do think that they will have a better team this weekend than that they had for the Community Shield. So I actually think it's going to go Man City's way. And I'm going to say 3-1 to Man City for this
0: one. 3-1 one to Man City. And and obviously, yeah. I mean, just a second ago, I had um, a producer in my ear saying, obviously leicester city and you mentioned the man city injuries that could be coming off of that international break leicester started the season with quite a lot of injuries so maybe that messed up sort of their flow heading into the season so it is something to point out um Mm -hmm. i still think they 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 haven't clicked all too well um but yeah as i said you, you gotta you gotta take that into account as well the fact that they have had injuries heading into the season and and had to scramble quite a bit. Now, in terms of this specific game, it will be interesting to see if this is one of the first end-to-end, you know, full blast games, because I know Man City, for example, will feel confident to go box-to-box and and end-to-end against Mm -hmm. this Leicester City side, especially a Leicester City side that haven't hit the ground running yet. Mm -hmm. And then for Leicester to... To have a chance in this game, they're going to have to counterattack really, really fast and try Mm -hmm. and expose those spaces that are left by the flying fullbacks of Man City. So I'm looking at the likes of Vardy trying to drag centre backs out wide and take them on with just raw pace. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do something I haven't done ever (laughs) on this podcast. I'm going to go for another 2-2 draw. So uh, back-to-back 2-2 draws, a first on a tad predictable... (laughs) I I think the counterattack, I think that, I know, I know, (laughs) I know. It's a very, very weird one. Maybe the international break hasn't, (laughs) the the rust from the international break is taking effect on me as well. But (laughs) I do think that this game is going to lend itself to Leicester City finally getting a game that suits them they won't have the pressure of having the ball all the time and needing to be the ones to create i think they can just rely on the 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 brilliance of their counter-attack especially the personnel that they have um and then we we move from there and and speaking of the brilliance of a counter-attack um the next game it's man united versus newcastle now this game's at old trafford i think man united are perfectly set up for the counter-attack this season uh, it's why i think they're going to do a lot better in the champions league than necessarily in the premier league I, I still think they make top 4 in the premier league i just think that their team is not set up to dominate games or 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 should i say they'll struggle in games where they have a lot of possession and we've seen that with Oli's team so you know over the, the 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 couple of years that he has been at the helm at old Trafford. This is another game where it's at Old Trafford against Newcastle side who's going to want to play on the counter-attack. So United are going to have the ball. They still haven't gotten that defensive midfielder. Is this one of those games where that's going to be a problem? I'm looking at, you know, if Saint-Maximin is running at that defense, where's the screen going to be to, to, to kind of cut that off as quickly as possible? We'll see if Oli can figure it out. But yeah, I I, I think... At at the very least, United did well. Obviously, the big news being Cristiano Ronaldo coming in. I think mm-hmm. United have done well enough to cover the ineptitude of Oli by just throwing a lot of uh, of game winners at him. So mm. you know, even if he even if he does mess up tactically. You'll still have a Ronaldo, a Bruno Fernandes, a Greenwood, a Rashford, a Pogba, etc., on Mm -hmm. the pitch that can create, irrespective of, you know, any tactical shortfall shortfall that may come in, with having Oli as the manager. So, at the very least, they, they they've kind of said, look, if if Oli isn't up to it from a tactical standpoint, then at least we got the players that can pull it out of the hat every now and then and maybe mm. this could be one of those games but I'll, I'll let you wax lyrical <laughs> about man united versus newcastle.
1: Yeah, um I mean for me what what are man you even doing with that squad? I mean seriously they've got to be joking. Nice transfer window I think for them. I'm a bit jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think they've had a pretty decent start to the season, haven't lost a match yet, have they? Um, and that 5-1 win over Leeds was super disappointing for me because I thought Paddy B, my boy Paddy B, he usually shows <laughs> up in big matches, but he didn't do anything for me that in that game. So, yeah, wasn't too happy with that one. Um, I don't think this is going to go down too well for Newcastle, actually. Um, I think they've had two losses and a draw so far, um, and I don't think it's looking too good for them up against a pretty stacked Man U squad at home is what I'm thinking um I think Man U have a decent track record against them and I think they've won five of the last six games against them something like that so um yeah I'm really sad to say that I think this could be a pretty bad day for Newcastle personally um yeah, I think they're going to get hammered. Um, I'm going to say three nil to Manu for this one. I'm afraid. Sorry, Newcastle.
0: <laughs> my heart kind of sank there when you said three because I've got three one as my prediction, wow. and I was like, I can't match you again. So I was, I was kind of. I'm, I'm glad you at least went three nil. I've I've gone three one. I do think, as I said, United don't necessarily have that screen in front of that back line, that will be susceptible to a counter-attack. I think yeah. St Maximan and the boys will have enough to get a goal then and cause them a problem. But then just, as you say, in terms of just the sheer quality of the players that are going to be on the pitch for United, I think they're going to have more than enough to, to get the goals in that one. Newcastle obviously still suffering from you know, some of the injury problems that they came into the season with more specifically in goal so it'll be interesting to see if they do get some reprieve there but speaking of you know a squad as a whole we've come to the halfway point of this podcast and as has become custom over the first three podcasts of the season if this is your first one that you are listening of the season first and foremost welcome secondly where the hell have you been we've had three weeks come on dude um, but yeah, uh, we've been playing a game. Obviously, we know Bank It or Burn It is the flagship game show for a tad predictable, and we've got the defending champion on this podcast. We will start sort of that campaign a bit later on. We wanted to kind of just ease our panelists back into um, just the punditry nature of of predicting the scores and getting some predictions in, have some fun games, and then we'll get into the the the, the, the nitty gritty of the tournament and, and seeing if we're either crowning a new champion or Jodie will be keeping that beautiful trophy that if, if you haven't seen it, I think she's posted pictures of it. um and, and we'll do plugs at the end of the podcast, but it's time for squad scramble and. Look, the name is a work in progress, but for now, we've settled with squad scramble. This is the game where you scramble to see how quickly you can guess the name of the players in your own respective team squad. So obviously, Jody being a Spurs fan, or should I say Jody being a fan of league leading Tottenham Hotspurs, um, as it says on my notes here, you you know, I'm pulling up the Spurs squad list now as we speak. You are going to have five questions in four rounds, right? And, or should I say, you're going to have five points in four rounds. Each round, you start with five points. Anytime you ask a question, you lose a point. Anytime you guess a player wrong, you lose a point. The goal is for you to keep, you know, as many of those five points as possible, by narrowing down and then guessing which player I currently have open on my screen here so it's going to be a player that's in the Spurs squad uh, senior squad that is currently for 2021-2022 and I've gone to the official Spurs website because last or two weeks ago there was controversy we had to bring VAR in because I was using the Premier League website and the Premier League website let me down because they had the the, the squad number wrong for Jan-Valerie um, and, and I kind of led Alex down the wrong path and and the, I was just really disappointed with the, the official English Premier League website for doing that and abandoning me in my time of need. So I'm sticking with official club website um, squad list. So I, I hope that all the numbers are correct here and I'm sure you will correct me if... They're not all correct, you know. If I lead you down the wrong path, but how are you feeling about the game?
1: Um, yeah, I'm. I'm feeling okay. Um, I hope there's no no kind of issues or anything <laughs> for me this no week. No shenanigans. No shenanigans. But yeah, I'm feeling okay. I think. Hopefully, we'll see. All right. We'll see how okay. I go. Current okay. champion of Bank of Burnet. No pressure.
0: <laughs> oh my word. Okay, can she go back to back in? Different games, but anyway, we'll start off with round one. And just to say, Guy Drinkle got five out of 20, so of the 20 points he could have retained, he retained five. Jake Jackman in game week two, he also retained five points of the possible 20. Alex two weeks ago, she retained three points out of the possible 20. So the record is five that you have to beat. Um, I mean, if you if if you in round one take a guess. And you get it right. I suppose you've matched you've matched um the top score. But it it's a, it's a lot harder than it is. And if you are at home and you do play along, do let us know how you did. You can tweet at a predictable cheap plug. But okay, um <laughs> I've got a player you can ask your questions or yes. Uh,
1: okay. So I have listened to the to the um the last few weeks so i do listen to the show i think the first question that everybody seems to ask is um is my player english yes <laughs> yes they are okay that's one down um is my player a defender
0: no okay three points remaining
1: i i don't know if you're trying to bluff me but i'm gonna go i'm gonna say i'm gonna go for it is my player harry kane
0: <laughs> it is <nice.
1: laughs> Yeah.
0: yeah oh, and i yes, was um... <laughs> i was tempted to do the other harry it's too
1: easy right <laughs> i was tempted to do
0: the other harry but then i tried to pull a bluff and thought uh-huh. you might think it's too easy to go with the talisman first and foremost. Oh
1: um but <laughs>
0: yeah, okay. So you've you've kept 3 points there. Okay. Um so you need 2 to tie uh the leaderboard. Okay. We'll go to round 2. And oh, I've got a player.
1: Okay. You go on. Yes. You ready? Yes. I okay. don't know if the first questions. We don't have that many English players. Um, has my player recently played in the international games? Oh, my. Um...
0: <laughs> I'm
1: going to mix it up.
0: Let me see Oh, my goodness! okay, so I have to now go and look at this <laughs> the, the squads that were um, get ready for that, one right. <laughs> and it will be interesting to see if this player so did they recently play in the internationals? They did not okay
1: okay, that doesn't really help me
0: I oh, <laughs> was not prepared this deep for such a question but no, they did not play in the recent internationals.
1: Okay. So that's question one. Um, Is my, is this person a midfield player?
0: Wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry. We need to go back. VAR has been called in again. <laughs> so, the question was: Have they played in the internationals?
1: Um. Y- yeah.
0: <laughs> this is ridiculous. Guys. Come on. Can can we not just ask some? They questions? have played. <laughs> no, they have not played. But they were uh... called up. I've I've been told by my producer that I have to clarify. They 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 were they haven't played, but they've been called up. <laughs>
1: yeah that doesn't really help me Uh, (laughs) yeah i I mean that that doesn't so my second question stands because that doesn't help me so my second question okay
0: wait 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 sorry i've heard something (laughs) they've played sorry at time of recording seeming as we're recording on a wednesday sorry i'm so sorry we're recording it on wednesday (laughs) in the evening I'm getting. look, I mean, just be glad that the producers on this come on, I can dude. confirm that they on, have dude. played on international. They have played an international, sorry. Yes. <laughs> to question number one. Yes. They have played an international. Yeah, but now <sighs> you 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 then ask your second question
1: now. What yeah, they, I'm gonna. Is, I'm gonna. you can ask a new one. No, because I feel like that's a trick question now. So, because there's certain situations that have occurred, and I'm trying to not in the international break, and I don't know if it's one of those players. Now, I'm just gonna keep my second question as it was. Is okay. my sec, is my player a midfield player?
0: No, they're not a midfield player. Okay.
1: All right, I think I know who this is now based on that, that oh, little faux wow. pas of the uh, the VAR situation.
0: Okay. To take the lead, are you going to guess? Or you want to ask another question? Is
1: my player Christian Romero?
0: No, it is not. Ah. you got two more points. You can uh, ask a question or you can guess. Okay.
1: Um... Is it Davidson Sanchez?
0: No, it is not. Uh, one more, uh-huh. one more. You might as well guess I've because you got flat, one more.
1: Now. Um, who got called? No, you said they played. No,
0: they played. They played. At time of recording, Wednesday night, they have played.
1: So <sighs> Joe Roden
0: no it is not okay so no points in that one it was Sergio Regulon, and the reason there was commotion was because he wasn't in the official Spanish team then he got called up because of injuries and he played today against Kosov if you know at time of recording if if you're obviously listening to this later he, he you would know that he has then played okay we'll move on to the next one round three and I've got a player
1: Okay. Um, has did my player play in the last Spurs match against Watford?
0: Oh, that's a very good question. Um, let me confirm. Did they play in the yes, they did.
1: Okay. Um, is the player a defensive player?
0: No, they are not.
1: Um, is it Deli Ali?
0: No it is not. Two more guesses.
1: Is it my boy Sonny? No, it's not. Oh come on, one dude. More, one I'm more trying guess. to go all guns blazing here and it's not working out for me. Um... Two more guess.
0: They played in the previous game. They're not a defender.
1: Is it I just gonna have to say who it is, it's
0: my last guess,
1: isn't it? Yeah. Is it Eric Dyer?
0: No, it's yeah. Steven Bergwine. Oh, Alright, okay. You've got three in the bag, you need two in this round to tie ah. the leaders. <laughs> we will go on to the last person on the list and I've got them.
1: is did my play okay i'm gonna go on that one is did they play yeah. against Watford
0: against Watford yeah <laughs> um let me just confirm that for you it, it's a good question to be fair and and i'm I'm liking the evolution of the questions that are starting to being asked as the show has gone. So clearly people are listening, paying attention and, and <laughs> narrowing down things in a smarter way. So whether or not they played against Watford, I can confirm they did play against Watford. Okay. Um, is
1: it Lucas Moura?
0: It is Lucas Moura. Yes, son. No <laughs> <laughs> that is horseradish. No way
1: yeah, yeah. What the hell? I haven't guessed him yet. He had to come up sooner or later, didn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> My fair boy. play,
0: fair play. <laughs> Seven out of twenty.
1: Bringing it back. That
0: takes the lead. Um, and it's bold taking a, a just a a shot in the dark there. Okay, so three in the first round, and then you had two goose eggs down the middle, and then four <laughs> in round four, which I suppose is quite fitting, to leave you with seven out of 20. I mean, you take the leaderboard here. Spurs are leaderboard of the Premier League. You're the defending champion of uh, Bankett or Burnett. I mean, give give others a chance, please. Give <laughs> others a chance.
1: Yeah, I mean, i, I gotta got to... I'm winning, you know, I'm I'm winning in everything right now. We've got to keep it going. <laughs> oh,
0: my goodness. Well, people that are hoping to keep it going and keeping a good season going, West Ham will be travelling to St. Mary's to play Southampton. Obviously, West Ham, two wins and a draw. They are, you know, flying this season and, and they've looked really good against the Southampton side. One last two draws, Um, you know, Some people will be saying, you know, drop points against Crystal Palace. Um, How are you finding, you know, this specific fixture? It it should be an interesting game.
1: Southampton v. West Ham? Yes. Yeah, I mean, Southampton have had a pretty shaky start, I think, to the season. Obviously, losing their star star man in Ingsy, I think, has had an effect on them. But I think they're also struggling massively in defence. Um, I think they're yet to win a match, um, but they got lucky with the draw against Man U and Newcastle, so um, at least they've had a couple of draws there. Um, but West Ham, on the other hand, I think they're on one this season. Um, they've had some pretty amazing wins against Newcastle and Leicester. Um, and, yeah, let me tell you, if you don't have Antonio or Suchak in your fantasy team, people, you're doing the wrong, wrong thing, so get those guys as your team. <laughs> Um, I think for us they're as spurs, you know as spurs fan they're one of our biggest threats for the top four position this season um and I think you know they can do real damage for us so yeah i'm pretty scared about West Ham um I do think Southampton could put up a fight though um but I do think West Ham will take this one so i'm I'm gonna say two one to West Ham I think Southampton will get a goal in but yeah two one.
0: 2-1 to West Ham. Now, I think this one's going to be an interesting one because I, I always look at, you know, uh, the fixture list and look at games that could probably have a surprise result. And I hope I'm not being, you know, disrespectful to Southampton, but it's not been the greatest start. Um, a loss in two draws. Uh, the performances haven't been amazing, in my opinion. I mean, they've dug out those two draws, but the last, you know... I think they could upset West Ham in this one. I I think, you know, West Ham have all the momentum. They have the confidence. But I wouldn't be surprised if Hassan Hutter really, really honed in on this game. He had two weeks to prepare for it and try and capitalize on maybe a bit of complacency that might kick into West Ham in a fixture like this where, you know, it it should be one they should be expecting to win based on the form of the two teams. So I'm going to reverse your score. I'm going to go with the 2-1 okay. Southampton win um, and I, I'm probably even going to bank in an Armstrong goal uh, mm-hmm. just because I, I think he's he's looked good in terms of his finishing abilities. And we'll see whether or not that continues in this game. But speaking of finishing abilities, and, and we teased it at the beginning of the show when I mentioned you know Spurs' defense and the chances they gave away. I'm looking at that Wolves team. We mentioned it as well when we talked about Brighton earlier on where last season they struggled to score goals but all the build-up play was really good. Well, Wolves have had that problem this season. I've enjoyed the build-up. I've enjoyed the aggressive nature of how they've played football this season, but they've just been struggling to put the ball in the back of the net. (laughs) Obviously, the reason why everyone plays football, to get that ball in the back of the net, they come up against a Watford side who, you know, they've been interesting this season. And I've said, I've mentioned that they've been one of the hardest teams for me to kind of decipher and, and figure out what they are i mean in that spurs game because they played spurs last weekend in, in a one nil loss but in that game early on i saw um i saw signs of them being able to cause spurs problems they looked at threat on the counter attack but then mm. it, it kind of died down they they kind of lost um i don't know if it was maybe a fitness issue or or, or just spurs tactically you know, adjusted, but everything you know all the promise i saw in that first 20 minutes kind of disappeared and and they didn't really offer much of a threat going forward i hope that's not the same case against um wolves because obviously they're at vicarage road they're at home They they're gonna need a full 90 minute performance from the team in this one how are you seeing watford versus wolves
1: um, yeah, I think this could be an interesting one as well. Like you said, I think um, I think both teams have their weaknesses. Um, and as you said, yeah, Watford did really well to secure a win um, sorry, against Villa early on, I think, for them, which has helped them with their spot on the table so far. But I'm not sure how long that's going to last for them. Um, I think poor Wolves has struggled so far. I think for them, they're dealing with a new manager with Bruno Large, um, whilst also still trying to get used to having Jimenez back. I think... Um, For them, you know, it it could be a bit of a, um, you know, unsettling period trying to work out what to do with him there as well. Um, And then there's obviously that problem of them not being able to get the ball in the net as well, like you say. Um, Yeah, I think they need to be more clinical. They're such a powerhouse wolves, um, in getting the ball through. I think they just need goals. Um, I think Wolves are going to go into this one as aggressive as they've been in the other games, though. Um, and maybe they could just be a bit too strong for Watford. Um, they really are an aggressive team. Um, I know Watford are really heavy on defence, but I'm going to say Wolves have bring this one back, and I'm going to say 1-0 to Wolves for this one, I think.
0: And Wolves finally getting that all-elusive yeah. goal <laughs> and the all-elusive win. They've not had a win this season, as you've mentioned. Um I was worried about how Watford tailed off against Spurs in that game. And I don't know if it's going to be corrected over the last two weeks. Maybe if it wasn't for the international break and and they get to continue to build that fitness. I'm worried they kind of either take a step back or kind of stay in the same position match fitness wise and, and, aren't able to continue it for the full 90 minutes and that will be their undoing in this one. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Wolves win in this one. Uh, you mentioned him Jimenez there and, and I'm interested to see how... I, I think he's the piece that they're waiting for. Obviously, yeah. you know he, he was out of football for quite a while with that horrific injury. But I think once he gets going, it's all going to click for, for Wolves and it just might do so in this game. So yeah, I've gone with a 2-0 wolves win at vicarage road and and speaking of clicking um we move on to our next teams it's chelsea versus aston villa and i mentioned clicking because wow boy <laughs> do chelsea look like they're going to be in for the title this season definitely i mean it, i think it's a safe consensus uh position to say that they are now the the, the title favorites especially with that Lukaku addition um obviously man city with the squad that they have are always going to be up there. I think it's between Chelsea and Man City in terms of squad favorites. I've mentioned Man United in terms of, I think Oli might be the reason they won't be in that conversation between Chelsea and Man City. and, And, you know, they've certainly got the squad for it. I just don't think they have the manager for it. Similar to what happened with Lampard last season, where Chelsea had a good squad. They just didn't have a good manager. And once they flipped it, you saw how good the squad was. I think once United, if they ever do... Um, move on from Oli then we will see how good that squad really is but speaking of Chelsea versus Aston Villa Chelsea obviously go down to 10 men against Liverpool hold them out for a whole half 45 minutes just further showing Tuchel's one of the best in world football when it comes to setting up a defensive unit um, I, I thought they were absolutely fantastic how do you see this game going and and Are Aston Villa going to be able to break down this Chelsea team? I mean, Villa have done well in their window. Obviously, they lose Jack Grealish, but I thought they at least spread the wealth around the team a lot more. They've got players that can, you know, they can attack from more avenues now. um, Do you see them posing a threat to this Chelsea side in this fixture?
1: Yeah, I mean, like you say, Chelsea are on fire so far. Um, I was so scared of them in our preseason game. They just looked so, you know just on fire um you know we managed to pull that game around but I mean yeah I don't know how we did that because they're just another level I think and I think like you say for me I think they're they're probably favorites to win um against either them or Man City like you said um but yeah I think they could potentially take it out this season um they're coming off two wins and a draw against Liverpool um I think They were a man down in the second half of that match. So, I mean, I don't know what could have happened after that um, as well. So I think that, you know, what they've done so far has been super impressive. Um, I was interested to see what happened with Villa after losing Grealish, but I think it might be a bit too early to say um, for that for me. Um, I think they've held it together with a win, a draw and a loss. But this is their first game against one of the so-called big six um, for Villa. So I think we'll just have to see what happens. I, I honestly think it's going to be yeah, massively in Chelsea's court though. Um, and I think with it being a home game for Chelsea as well and with the stack squad that they have, you know, I think this match can only really go one way. Um, I think I'm going to say 2-0 to Chelsea. Um, I think they'll be just too much for Villa, and I think they're just going to take the win on this one.
0: Yeah, 2-0 there for Chelsea. I've, I've gone with for a 3-0 uh, yes. Chelsea win this one. I, I do think they're going to overpower Aston Villa. Quite a few injuries in that Villa side at the moment and still trying to piece together the fluidity of that team and... As I said, I think they've done well this summer in terms of transfer window, but it will take a while for them to get going and get that chemistry going. Kind of similar to Palace, but not as hectic a, a chemistry build that they need to do there. But I think it may take a, a few more games and they're coming up against the wrong team to be not in sync with when it comes to, to Chelsea. And and speaking of not in sync, I mean, Leeds start the season with the last two draws um they were another sleeper team in terms of teams that could possibly challenge for that top 6 they entertain liverpool at ellen road uh liverpool side who surely were disappointed to only come away with a draw after Chelsea went down to 10 men how do you see Le- leeds versus liverpool
1: i'm interested to see what happens in this one i think um yeah i think liverpool are coming off two wins and a draw i just say um I actually think Liverpool look really good so far. I think for me Liverpool always look good, but you know, I am you know, I just I think I'm quite impressed with their squad anyway. Um and for me it's so good to see Big Verge back in the team as well. Um I think that definitely makes such a, a difference for Liverpool. Um in terms of Leeds I think my boy Paddy B hasn't showed up as much as I would have liked for Leeds yet. Um but I do love watching Leeds play. It's always so amazing um you know watching them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Leeds' defence will be able to handle Liverpool, though, in this match. So I'm going to call a Liverpool win, and I'm going to say 2-0 to Liverpool for this one.
0: And if you want to watch to make sure if that 2-0 prediction does come true, then I highly recommend that you link up with our presenting sponsors, Liberty Shield. That is Liberty Shield. You can find them at libertyshield.com. They are a VPN provider, um, and you can check out all of their services at libertyshield.com. They have awesome features, including privacy and security, where you can hide your IP address from, you know, anyone, e.g. hackers. Um, This is done by encrypting your internet traffic. You can avoid the geo blocks and government imposed restrictions to access any website that you do want to. And once again, we've got you guys an awesome 20% save. You know, you can save 20% with the coupon code. EPL they've been able to hook us up with that so I'm really happy about that and obviously a shout out to our presenting sponsors as well EPL Index you can find them at eplindex.com now for me in this game and and I will be watching to see if your 2 or prediction does come true um I'm I'm look as a Liverpool fan I'll be happy with that um I think Liverpool I think I think there's going to be a 1-0 Liverpool win Purely mm. because it 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 seems to me Liverpool are are banking on being defensively solid, and then their attack is still not firing for me. Maybe the Firmino injury forcing Xhota to play gets them scoring goals again and and multiple goals. That is, but I just think it's it's going to be a one 0 game. Um, it it will be interesting to see if it is. If it does stay such a low score, because both teams I think are going to be willing to be adventurous in attack, so we will find out. And 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 we end the weekend off with two teams that, if I was to describe and say adventurous in attack, I probably wouldn't pick Everton a uh, Rafa Benitez Everton, should I say, or a Sean Dyche Burnley. I mean, Rafa's got Everton ticking, they've got two wins and a draw so far this season, and Calvert-Lewin certainly seems to have his shooting boots back, so, so maybe they will soon be associated with that praise, but um, Burnley, two losses and a draw, slow starters usually, um, how are you feeling about this one?
1: Yeah, I think, like I think you said, Everton have had a decent season. And I think, as you said, two wins and a draw so far for them. Um, I think they, it was 3-1 against Southampton, which I think was really impressive. And then there was the 2-0 to Brighton, I think was really awesome for them as well. Um, I'm also, I'm always really worried when we play Everton as a Spurs fan. I think there's just something about them that um, that scares me a little bit. Um and I, I kind of think they could be a contender for top six. I don't know. I think they started out really well um, in the early part of last season as well and then sort of had a bit of a up-and-down season. So I, I think we'll, we'll have to see what happens with them. Um, I think Paul Burnley haven't been doing very well so far. I think they've had two losses and a draw, um, and that was against Leeds. Um, and I also don't think they have a great record at Goodison Park. So I think for that reason, I'm going to say... I think I'm going to do another 2-0. I'm going to say 2-0 to Everton for this
0: one. 2-0 to Everton to end off the weekend, the game week. Um, obviously, they play on Monday Night Football. From my perspective, I think this is going to be a kg game, a very, very tactical game, low scoring. I'm going to go with the 1-0 again. But this time, I guess, well, again, I'm going to go for the side from merseyside this time the blue half of merseyside i'm going to go with the 1-0 everton win to end off the weekend and we do end off this podcast as well so that's going to do it for another episode of a tad predictable jody do you have anything you want to plug put over or promote before we wrap up
1: um just you can catch me on twitter at spursy141 Um, And then other than being a guest on here um, from time to time, I've also started um, a Tottenham Hotspur player rating show called Judge Jody on Paxton Road TV. Um, So, yeah, if you haven't already, do go and check it out. Um, I, you know, break down the ratings for the Spurs players on a weekly basis. Um, Yeah, I highly recommend you go check out Paxton Road TV on YouTube. Um, And, yeah, it's um, a lot of fun
0: awesome stuff and i've i've, ca- I've caught a few of your episodes they've been really good and well done to spurs for easing you into such yeah. a show because you know <laughs> they've, they've played really well so far so those have been fun guys do go check out jody's show and and do support her write some positive comments make sure you like um all of the videos that she's in etc um from my end go ahead and check out all the content on epl index website that's eplindex.com we have match previews post-match reviews player performances and also all the news that you could wish for including you know just round up of all the transfer news if you're getting back into the swing of things like me where you kind of take a back seat during international break and you're trying to figure out who signed who exactly then eplindex.com is a great website for all of that of course there's the daily podcast show the two footed pod with dave hendrick finally you can also check out our flagship show that runs weekly it's the epl roundtable where kev devries sits down with panelists from respective epl teams they do reviewings and previewings of the happenings around the epl and and i mentioned kev devries and i mentioned dave they had a podcast on epl um roundtable channel where they kind of broke down the first half of the premier league in terms of alphabetical order. They gave a grade rating for all of their transfer windows and, and explained what each club has done. And then the second half of that podcast will be on the EPL index channel. um, And and then they'll do the the second half of the premier league and grade that as well. So two halves um, broken up quite nicely. and, And it's a good summary of the transfer window um i also guys please go and follow epl index um on twitter so at epl index on twitter follow this twitter page for this podcast at a tad predictable Subscribe to epl index podcast channel on your favorite podcast providers give us five stars write some positive comments that good stuff really really helps us out and then if you're confident in your own predictions Um, go sign up for the free season predictions game week predictions show Um, um, it's eplindex.com stroke predictions so each week you go in there you write down all your score predictions they get tallied up at the end of the week and whoever you know if you're at the top of the leaderboard come the end of the 21-22 EPL season um, then you stand a chance to win a 100 pound voucher for EPL shop that's eplindex.shop there's a lot of products and, and 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 stuff that's being constantly added to that website and then you also win 300 pounds in cash prize from our awesome sponsors Liberty Shield VPN so a huge shout out to Liberty Shield for sorting that out for us so yeah guys that website again eplindex.com stroke predictions go there you sign up it's free to sign up you put in your predictions each week uh, you lock them in, and they, you know, they get tallied up in terms of if you got the correct winners for the games, if you got the correct scores, you obviously get more points, and you're basically trying to climb up that leaderboard to get those awesome prizes at the end of the season. I've been Tadio Chanakira. You can catch me on Twitter at Tad Predicts. The lovely lady that does our guest intros, our defending champion. And our current leaderboard champion <laughs> for the new game that we have, uh, oh, squad really, scramble really at really. the moment, um, and obviously check out her show, Judge Jody, um, and she was our guest today. Jody is at Spursy one four one. As I mentioned at the beginning, we have a brand new intro song. A huge thank you to Obi Semenya. He's at Sp- John Empire SA. Our producer behind the glass and in my ear through this episode, Guy Drinkle. He's at Guy Drinkle on Twitter. And remember, oh, Chasinga Perry, away by Chino see. Shura. Oh, it's glorious.
1: It's trouser, it. yeah. shot. Oh, brilliant. the Pogba. Oh, what a finish. Came out to him. Menes. pick that one out. Mm-hmm. What a goal by Harry Kane. Saka 2 0. Jesse Lingard, oh, something finished. The champions of 2021 are Manchester City. Sports Social Podcast Network.